Hey everybody, it's your old pal Chuck. I was just doing a podcast. Uh, I was uh, zooming in and I had all my stuff set up. So I said, let's just record this plug. This is the last plug that you'll have to hear for the first fun bearable live show in the tri-state area, which is coming up this Friday, March 31st at Smod Castle Cinemas in Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. The Fun Bearable Boys are coming for a very special event. We are doing Clerks, Bradley Drawn. We're taking the original movie Clerks. Our buddy Brad is redrawing every single scene from the movie in his terrible signature art style. And I'm writing a brand new narration for the film based on his drawings. And joining us live on stage is our good friend, Brian O'Halloran, reprising his role as Dante Hicks from the movie Clerks. Uh, it's going to be an awesome night. We're all going to come out together, Brad, myself, and Ray. Ray's going to do a bunch of stand-up. We're going to do the Clive Clerks Bradley Drawn show. And then uh, Ray's going to come back up with all of us, and we're going to do a big Q&A to close out the night. Um, and it's going to be a really fun double feature at Smod Castle that night, because right afterwards, they're showing the Impractical Jokers movie with my buddy Brian Quinn from Impractical Jokers, doing a Q&A with Kevin Smith afterwards. That show is sold out. Our show is selling. It seems like there's going to be a healthy audience. I'm really thankful for people coming out, but we'd love to get as many people there as possible. So uh, go to funbearablepod.com to buy tickets if you're in the tri-state area, Rhode Island, I mean, uh, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York. Uh, hell yeah. If you're from Rhode Island, drive in and see it. It's worth it. It is going to be worth it. If you're thinking about coming, if you're back and forth, you know, we're not like a typical comedy thing where it's like, yeah, we'll be back around soon. We do shows every weekend. If you really want to see us, you'll see us. We do shows pretty rarely because uh, I focus a lot on video projects. Uh, Ray's doing stand-up all the time. Brad has a lot of improv stuff. So it's rare that we get to do this kind of live stuff. Um, and uh, this is going to be a really special one. Last time we did this live clerk show, we only did it once, and it was maybe three or four years ago at Rhode Island Comic Con. So who knows if it's ever going to happen again. Uh, the Fun Bearable Boys with Brian O'Halloran live on stage. Clerks, Bradley Drawn, this Friday, March 31st in New Jersey at Kevin's Th Cinema, Smod Castle Cinema. So buy those tickets. Please come on out. FunBearablePod.com. We're going to have a lot of fun. And this is a very fun episode. Uh, I'm actually, I, we've been excited for this episode to drop since we recorded it because we have a little bit of uh, interaction with the audience and that's really, really fun for us. So yeah. Can't wait to see everybody this Friday. It's going to be a hell of a weekend. Uh, love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for buying all the Manscaped stuff. That seems to be going well, too. Thank you for listening. Love you. Well, with that kind of breezy attitude, I think banter is absolutely on the table. Let me have a sip of these beans. Yeah. In in the words of Brad, somebody stop me. <laughs> yeah, Brad's like the mask. Yeah. <laughs>
Batman. I'm like mask, not <laughs> Oh, mask. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go anywhere you want now. <laughs> I love Any that movie. Any reference to Rocky Dennis. I really love that movie. I never watched Genuinely. the whole movie. I just no? think of it as like a funny Oh, thing. you don't know how it ended? No. So I'm you're sure like, so he lived like a happy life, right? Yeah. Everything's great? <laughs> I'm sure he died. He did. Uh, that movie was like, I watched that at like the perfect time. Yes. Like, in terms of how old I was. Yes. I loved that movie. Yeah. And it didn't hurt that uh, Cher is dating. Um, oh man! Oh, my, I've, my I've brain. Marty Mc, McFly's original actor is that the guy? Eric, no, no, that's the that's, that's the that's who plays Rocky Dennis. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cher plays his mom, right? And she does a great job. Cher was a great actress. Yeah, um, yeah Cher, Cher is clearly t- like super talented. It's just yeah. a different era than we're used to. I remember uh, right when COVID was starting to shift, and we got um, we got our jabs. Right? Yeah. yeah, when the government invaded my body, my uh, bowels, my bowels, and my body. <laughs> How did you get it? Yes. How did you get the shot? Yeah, uh, a guy took me in an alley, and yeah, he said he, this is gonna hurt. He said this is gonna. He bent me over. Yeah, it was at a uh, military base. Yeah, and uh, no, I, uh, uh, I I got together with Lee. We we right. were both like we haven't gone anywhere, we haven't seen anybody, and we got an Airbnb uh, in the city. You know, he lives in the city, but he lives in a studio apartment, and we're right. not no. doing that. Uh, so we were staying at this really nice place with, like, a pool table. They had the outside terrace. It was mm-hmm. wonderful. Yep. And uh, we ended up watching... He had never seen a bunch of the Fast and the Furious movies, so oh, we watched best. those. Yeah. But we were uh, stumbling through, like, the cable network that they have, mm. and uh, the... Uh, Witches of Eastwick. Yeah, I've never was watched that on? either. I never watched that. I've never seen it. So we started watching it, and it was like midway through. I'm like, oh, this is actually good. The scene that we were watching. So we looked it up, and we watched it on a streaming service. It must have been on Amazon or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen the movie as an adult. I only knew like little bits and pieces of it as a kid. Sure, it's fucking great. Like it's I've a really it. good movie. Wow. I've never seen it either. We should watch it this Halloween. Yep. Yeah, Witches of Eastwick. Like Nicholson's doing a fantastic job. But it's three powerhouse actresses like nailing it. You know yeah. what I mean? Susan Sarandon, Cher, uh, uh, and then uh, Catwoman, the original Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, it's the three of them. Yeah. Wow, and it's very good. Like yeah. like the writing felt pretty fresh for now. Right. And I loved the the movie, so it was really good. It was a, it was a That's real great. surprise. Um, I don't know how we got here, but it was fun to watch. Uh, opening banter. Add, add, it, add it to our All Hallows Eve spreadsheet. He just immediately picked up his phone. He's like, let me do it. Let me do it. Let's see. I've got... Uh, oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. I had to go past my uh, Father's Day and Mother's Day. Here's what's going to happen. On October 1st, Chuck is going to say, what was that movie that we were supposed to watch? And I told you to put it on the All Hallows Eve spreadsheet. What was it? The the, the Bitches of Warwick or something like that? What was it? (laughs) Believe you me, I've experienced the Bitches of Warwick. That's me. I live in Warwick. I'm a bitch. (laughs) I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm a child. I am a mother. It was one of the names we were kicking around for the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm like, only you live in Warwick. I know. Yeah. Welcome. You guys can move. The Bitch of Warwick and Other Bitches. Yes. By Ray Harrington. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Fun Bearable. We did the banter. Yeah, we did the banter. This episode has to start bitches. with you going, I thought we'd do banter. Yeah. <laughs> Looking around. Yeah. The idea of the bitches of Warwick and the bitch of Warwick and other bitches. 
<laughs> in brackets and other bitches. There's a there's a band name and it's and I always loved it. I don't know anything about the band, but their band name was Witches with Dicks. And I, <laughs> isn't that so good? Yeah. Yeah. It's like so funny. I like it because it, it it makes me think of like when I draw a blank on a name. Yeah. Which happens it's been happening more lately. Maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. Possibly. I think it's just sleep deprivation. Yeah. Also possible. Yeah. And so I'll be like, oh, you know who it was, the person and I like I did just now. With where Michelle I was like, Pfeiffer. you know, yeah. Catwoman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like me trying to like I can't think of warlocks. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. You know, uh, witches with, with dicks. dicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I love witches with dicks. Warlock. No, wizards. That was originally going to be the name of the Harry Potter series. Yeah. <laughs> witches with a dick. Yeah. So we're going to do an episode where we go through some of our listener mail, which we we did before as an as a bonus episode. Yeah. But we're in full, full film mode. Yeah, bonus. Or as we call it, we call it the episodes where we film Spielberg mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the yeah. audio onlys, share mode. <laughs> what i don't know <laughs> you said share she's an audio who's a good who's a good audio only thing to something ira about. glass mm-hmm. glass mode glass mode <laughs> i'd watch that Shatterpoint glass mode Shatterpoint right? glass yeah, mode. Shatterpoint. It's, it's, uh, that's, Shatterpoint is good ira glass's late career change to action hero status <laughs> i'm ira glass this is me rescuing you <laughs> <laughs> In a world where people are kidnapped, in a world where heroes are needed, that's where I come in. Dude, I'm Ira Glass. This dude, is Shatterpoint. Welcome to Shatterpoint. <laughs> I'll say this because someone recently was like, oh, I love when you guys talk about pop culture stuff. So I'll bring this up. I just watched Neil Brennan's new special, um, Blocks, Locks, yeah. which I think came out in the fall or maybe even like November, December. I guess November is fall. Yeah. But um, man... Excellent special. I couldn't believe I, how good it November was. November is more like foreplay for winter. That's what I say. I know. You say that exact thing? I say winter foreplay, which wow. is close. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but he has a whole bit about... Uh, I thought that's just fucking with mittens. Mm. He, he has a whole bit about the humans' relationships with dogs. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like... Uh, he's like He basically says that like... Oh, man. I wish... I, I don't want to fuck it up, but it's funny. You're anyway, he talks, about, he talks about... He talks about... He talks about, he goes, he's like, you know, people who love Marley and me, he's like, you know what Marley and me is to a dog? It's taken, but Liam Neeson never shows up. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> and he has like the that, thing, yeah. he goes, you know, you know, women that say like, I'm a dog mom. You know who was also a dog mom? That dog's mom. And like, it's <laughs> yeah. about how whenever you have yeah. a dog, you're taking an orphan. It's, it's really, really good. Yeah. But his whole, the whole special is kind of mostly hinged on the fact that he doesn't feel like he has a place in society and he feels like an outsider everywhere and about his depression and the things that he basically, the way he Ugh, naturally I is. I hate when, when comedy people talk about their inner struggle <laughs> with feeling out of place or depression and blah, blah. We get it. Yeah. So he, Do uh, some more puppet jokes, Dunham. Wait, Thank you. Mean, wait is Dunham or Brennan? Because Dunham does enough. No, we want more. <laughs> now it's the segment where we explain the joke. Yeah. Da, 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 da. You want more? <laughs> more? Jeff Dunham doesn't do enough puppet jokes. Yeah. It's so Jeff funny. Dunham is too left leaning. <laughs> yes, I want puppets that say it like it. Is. I think I think Jeff Dunham does too much non puppet humor. Yeah, he's up to five percent, which <laughs> which reminds me of my new character I'm working on, Joff. Dunham, G E O F F. I was, I was Dunham. gonna go with Dunjeffum, but um, <laughs> oh, I Dunjeffum. 
oh wow, don't dress him good. But the Neil Brennan special, yeah, it's it's excellent. Uh, I just watched the other day, and I loved uh, Three Mics, which we watched yes. a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, Ray hasn't watched that yet. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's funny, fun. when we, we were talking about it the other day, I was like, let me look it up on Rotten Tomatoes. I wonder what people are saying about it. It has 100% uh, critic score after been out for five years. Wow. Which is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, watch Blocks by Neil Brennan. It's really, really high concept. And it, to be fair, I haven't watched it because it's nothing with Neil Brennan. Yeah, stand up. Well, you and guys comedy. know this. Like, I don't watch a lot of specials. I, right. I, I, I know. I, I, it's not that I avoid them. Yeah, I'm never in the mood to watch a stand up special. Yeah. It's tough because I'm around stand up so much. Yeah, it would feel weird to be at a comedy show. Yeah, do two shows at a club. Yeah, and then go home and be like to watch stand up you know and also watching it it's getting me in that headspace and i'm like i don't you know what i mean i just want to hang out uh yeah totally so it it takes a lot for me to be like i want to check out that special if i'm in like the a real mood to watch one yeah that's great i do watch a lot of like slightly aside specials yeah yeah yeah. stuff that's doing something a little different but it's in that wheelhouse right yeah i mean yeah so i i saw that and it was great and i actually went to go see mike berbigley as the old man in the pool on broadway which was his broadway show i think he did 45 performances um and it was how many did you see i saw just the one and it was i think it's his funniest you're not a real fan I, i think it's his funniest special like in terms of joke density yeah um but both of them are killer i don't know what he's gonna do in terms of filming it and putting it out but i bet it's gonna be on netflix as well you know how like real music fans will like uh somebody who's like real into something they'll like go to a whole bunch of shows on a tour. Yeah, yeah, fish. Jordan yeah, just wanted oh, to go see yeah, fish like fish. Time. That happens a lot with the jam bands. But yep. there are there are also people that are like, I saw Harry Styles fourteen times. Oh yeah, yeah. He was doing for twenty sure. shows and stuff like that. Do you think there are people like that for comedians? I don't think there are. I don't think there are people that are like. Uh, so, you know, Mulaney's going on tour and I'm going to go to this one, this one, this one, this one, this yeah, one. No. Yeah, I don't think so. No, I guess there's not. That would That's be really interesting. interesting. I like how he did it a little bit different. A tonight. very so, little bit different. So yeah. It's, yeah. It's funny. Sometimes people write me because of Mark and Joe and they'll be like, hey, um, I'm going to go to both of Mark's shows at this one club this night. They're like, is his act going to be different? They'll they'll write me and ask, and yeah, ask me that. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, I, I write back and I'm like, I'm not an authority on this. I'm not the right person to ask, but I got to tell you, probably not. Right. Like, yeah. like the, there are some comics yeah. where you can go to multiple shows and get yeah. get a, a decent amount different. Like, yeah. I I like to riff. I like to play. For sure. Right. Yeah. So course. you can probably come to <laughs> your Cooper's Cast coffee mug. Oh, it's all empty from the. The beans. No, it's yeah. because it was too good. Too it was delicious. Too good. It was too good. Saved yeah. the table. The angels came down and sipped it up. Yep. That's called evaporation, right? Mm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's not how we learned it in Indiana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, excuse me, but in my home school, yes. it's not evaporation. The angels think it's delicious. They come down and they drink it slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, no, I, I, I think that, I think you can come to multiple shows. I like there are people that will sometime come to like the early show and the late yes, show when, exactly. when I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah. And I always feel terrible yeah. when they do it. Yeah. They end up getting a good chunk of different stuff. Yes. But it's always like, you should have told me that after. Yeah. yeah tell me yeah, that yeah. after. Don't tell me like, oh, I'm sticking around for the late show too. I have had people come to multiple shows in like a weekend yeah. in different yeah. places. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the insecurity or whatever, but I'm like, what? But why? Yeah. Right? Oh, no. Why? I think that's, I think that's extremely there? common for comics to feel that way. Yeah. 
Um, but, but yeah, so you watched the the special. So I watched the special. Uh, yeah, I, I loved it. But the thing I wanted to talk about is I was talking, and I, this this came up because I was thinking about depression and dealing with stuff. And I was talking to my therapist, and I'm trying. Sometimes I feel like I fall really down, like far down this rabbit hole of depression about different things. Yeah. And I've been talking to my therapist. I saw her in person for the first time in two years. Um, she lifted a restraining order. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, we were talking and like at the end of it, you know, she's like, all right, we got to you know, wrap up, whatever. And so she's putting her stuff away. Um, I'm putting my pants back up. And uh, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, she was like, I was like, I, you know, I'm like. I don't know if there's like a bigger way to handle this stuff. Like, I don't know if you've ever talked to like a therapist and be like, this situation made me really depressed, but it seems like it's come up a lot. So maybe there's a bigger thing about me that we can handle in terms of the way that I deal with situations like this or something. Yeah. And I was saying it to her and she was like putting stuff in her desk. And I was like, you know, I don't know if we should focus on like a bigger thing about me because it just feels like every time we talk, I'm repeating the same same type of stuff and how upset I got or how bummed out I got or how whatever, and it's just like it never changes. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, she's like, one of the things I think that you need to realize is that you don't have it that bad. She said that to me, and I was like, and I I was trying to figure out if that's like a good thing, a bad thing to say, whatever. And she's like, you know, maybe you should try some gratitude journaling. And Brad does this every day. Yes. And he puts it on his Instagram yeah, the stories. Gratitudes. The yeah. gratitudes. I do saditudes. Yeah. And well, here's my question. It'd be much easier if I did saditudes. So I was like, all right, maybe I should do the gratitude thing. But I am trying to dive deeper into myself and figure out how to change my emotional response to stuff that upsets me. Mm -hmm. Right. I also have a really cool plus size clothing line called Fatitudes. <laughs> and um, and um, I have three jokes. <laughs> and um, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, I was like, I'm going to start my gratitude journal. And I was like, I wonder if I should also write down the stuff that upsets me each day to find the pattern, mm. find the stuff. And see if that will lead me to a place of clarity. And I talked to Brad about it. And Brad's like, no. He was like... That's he was correct. Like, I said was, no. He was like, gratitude is to kind of highlight the positives so yeah. that that's what stays in your head. And let go of the negatives. And if, but if you do that with negatives, then you're kind of highlighting them and holding on to them. Yeah. And I'm tr I, I understand that. But I'm trying to figure out a way to deal... To basically change the way that I deal with things that make me upset. Mm -hmm. And I thought a good way to do that would be to kind of collect them and say like, well, this is the type of thing that always makes me upset. How do I change my approach to this? How do I change my response to this? It feels like um, wallowing. Well, this is the thing. I, I, I want to bring it to the table to discuss it and, because what I'm realizing is everything that's like upsetting to me is about rejection. Every single thing. Mm -hmm. it, it goes from... <clears throat> personal rejection mostly let's say uh like career rejection or career like someone being like being unappreciative which mm -hmm. to me is another form of rejection okay. right uh romantic stuff like that personal rejection but it's all rejection like a hundred percent of it yeah and i'm wondering if if i catalog that could that be a catalyst for me to change my attitude towards it 
or a it, way to change it. But it sounds like you already know. So why why go through the process of I know like listing it? That it doesn't it doesn't sound healthy. Yeah. To collect them. That feels to me like someone preparing to be a shooter. You know what I mean? Well, that's I say the thing. that not joking. I, I think it's like it just seems unhealthy. Like I'm gonna write down the the things that have made me feel wronged. You right. know what I mean? Yes. Right. And that's and that's not about it. Uh, the, having gratitude and writing those things is about <clears throat> highlighting the positive, right. matching onto it, and letting go of the things that bother you. And I think cataloging is a way for you to like Hold remember on to it and more. keep it in the forefront of your mind. Yeah. Like, oh, I got to write that down. Let me write that yeah, down. Yeah, that guy put onions on my sandwich. I got to write that down. Yeah, and it's like you're looking for it. I kind of stopped talking to people more openly about things that upset me because I'm like, well, this brings it up again. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it doesn't feel like it helps to talk about it a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of pushed it away. And it feels similar to me with the attitude thing. Sorry, I didn't tell you that I called it gratitudes and attitudes. But it feels similar to me in terms of writing down the negative things. Mm -hmm. But people say you should talk about that stuff. And so I'm trying to figure out, like, when is it good to highlight this stuff? When is it good to talk about this stuff? When is it good to revisit it? Is there a way to tackle it from a direction of how do I change my feelings in response to this? Mm -hmm. And what is the way to change your response? I think doing a thing that your therapist suggested you do the way they suggested that you do it is a good idea. And I think changing it and going, I'll do it, but I'm going to do it this way. And I'm going to add this whole other aspect to it. Even when the therapist is saying, don't do that. The people around you are saying, don't do that, but I'm going to do it anyway. Cause I think it's a, it's, it's, it's helpful. I don't know. I don't think that is. Well, it's, it's tough for me because what I think is like, let's say like I'm upset by a thing, but it's like, all right, but that thing is over there. And I'm going to write down that my dad helped me, uh, you know, mm -hmm. clean something. Like, yeah. he came over and did something that was nice for me. Right. As a, as a gratitude um, listing thing. To me, it's like, I don't know if that actually helps the way that I deal with this other thing that has nothing to do with it. The idea, I guess, is shifting focus. Yes. Yes. But so, but could that's you, the I, whole I, point of this, doing it. This but, thing over here isn't gone. Yeah. It, it, because well, here's because the thing I'm is, happy that I had good snacks today doesn't mean that somebody wasn't mean to me. Is uh, The question is, I guess, is there value to figuring out how you deal with the sad stuff? Yeah, of course. Then, then I, it's hard for me to understand that and be like, don't think about that. Just focus on your I, dad I, helping. I, I, it's not, I'm not saying, saying don't, don't think about, think about, about it. it. Yeah. It's saying, like, a year from now, if I look through a, a written down gratitude journal, I'm like, wow, like, there's a lot of awesome things that happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if then I set down my gratitude journal and I pick up my attitude journal, <laughs> right. and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, yeah. For, so many onions well, on maybe, so many sandwiches. Oh, maybe I'm. Are you supposed to look at it later, and then that helps you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't so, think about that. Okay, yeah. so when, no one ever told we, me right. That. Like when we talk about mental health, let's look at it uh, as an analogy to physical health. Right? Mm -hmm. Somebody's a, a doctor is going to tell you if you want to be physically healthy, exercise, mm -hmm. eat healthy. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you should be eating a sandwich while jogging. Those are two separate things to help you, yeah. right? So having a gratitude Wait, thing... Wait, what's, what's on this sandwich? Uh, whatever you want. It's Please all onion. Ah! Sloppy Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Jogging with a sloppy Joe. A sloppy jog. Yes. 
And <laughs> the uh, but those are two separate things. You know what I mean? And and so to do the gratitude thing is to do that thing to achieve what you're after with it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. By adding in other things, you remove the whole intention of of what that is. Maybe it will help you. Maybe it won't. Because it's not a thing of like, oh, you've got that problem. Write down positives in your life. Problem solved. It's just about highlighting it. Yeah. And when you said that she said to you that you don't have, uh, you know, you're not as bad a- off as you think you are or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think that goes into that place. For so sure. by adding in, but here, also here are the wrongs, like that muddies the water of what you were trying to do there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's tough. It's tough because I do see talking to people about things that are upsetting you, uh, journaling about things that upset you, mm-hmm. and like, you know, obviously writing down things, which is very similar to journaling. Um they all seem the same to me in terms of like actually uh, facing them or maybe, I don't know, finding a way to get rid of them. Some people, because they tell you you should talk about that stuff. Yes. But you, and then some people, I guess, do, they should journal about stuff like that because it puts it into yeah, perspective I, or you get right. to see it from what? And you get to kind of explain it. You get to explain there, it. There's, there's mm-hmm. context with it and the idea of hunting for a solution. Whereas if you're like, uh, they put onions on my sandwich and uh, a, a panhandler kicked my car and uh, <laughs> what other bad things have happened to me? <laughs> um, you know, writing just writing that down, you're not working to solve it. You're like, these things happen. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas it's almost like it's giving it's, you a reason to yeah, be Yeah, if you're journaling and you're like, man, I'm really upset uh, about about this thing uh, mm. because, you know, this person was, was cruel to me in, in such and such a way, and maybe they didn't mean it, but, like, that's how I felt. And you're processing your feelings. You're not just listing events. Yeah, uh, which mm. is for me the the gratitude is you know things that happened that I am um, you know trying to focus on as opposed to hey like these other things that are dragging me down. So it's yeah. almost like you want to you like just this is just us like talking. Yeah, it's like you want to write down if you want to write down the things that are upsetting to you, you want to write it down in a way that is thoughtful and kind of like almost like exploring your feelings around it as opposed to like individual things. Right. Yeah. But the point of the gratitude thing is just to be like, almost like a, don't forget you have blank, blank, blank. Right. These positive things. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's interesting because I feel like what you said about the, if you bring it up, you're just highlighting a bad thing and being like, look at these bad things. Yeah. Yeah. I, sometimes I feel like that when I'm talking through stuff that I have no control over. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause there's some stuff that, that you're not happy with that you do have control over and it's great to be like here's a solution to that i'm going to work towards it and if you don't do it then it's kind of your own fault but as we all have experienced there's a lot of stuff that sucks that we have no control over right yeah that is just this is the world or this is what you're dealing with or this is in your path yeah um and i'm trying to figure out a better way to deal with those things, to mm. deal with the stuff that I can't control. Sure, yeah. And I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, well, I don't think there is a well, I think singular... Sloppy Jogs, I think, is yeah. a physical We have thing. Sloppy Joes, chow mein sandwiches, yes. uh, French dips. Spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Spaghetti any, Literally any soup. <laughs> yeah. Literally any soup at all. Oh, thank goodness it's bowls. not gazpacho. Yeah. We have bread bowls. Yeah. They're yeah. very hot. Yeah. Yeah. Just out of the oven. Um but nah. like the idea of like a bright white Under Armour long sleeve, it's yeah. like sixty dollars, and you're like just yeah. eating a manwich as you go. A manwich. It's so funny to me. Yeah. And gen- genuinely trying not to right. spill it right. or stain yourself. Or I mean, that's that's a that's a taskmaster task. Mm. 
No, yeah. And also, I think it's a good metaphor for life. Yep. Am I right? Yeah. No, it's just I'm trying to I'm trying to figure this stuff out. I feel yeah. like, and I, you know, I think I'm spinning my wheels. With my therapist. Mm-hmm. I think we're. I having can the tell same you con- are because you're bringing genuine therapy questions. discussion and questions to the podcast. I think people probably deal with this. Yeah. Well, similar to your forty thing that we just did. Sure. Yeah, I think so. I think that it's a weird Ish. thing to be. I think it's similar with period. <laughs> right. No, no itch. Sure. I think it is similar. It's just like I'm trying to figure out a deeper thing in me to change in response to the things that I can't change, and right. I don't know what the method of getting there is. Neither do I. Nothing. I'm a stand-up comedian. <laughs> I got my own shit. You know. I'm broken. Yeah. All right. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Full stop, as they say in the biz. Ah, I want to put some super glue on that break. Oh, no. It's just, it. all it did was harden it. <laughs> oh, no. They, yeah. And sometimes you need that. Sometimes yeah. you do need that. Solidify. They call it tempering. Yeah. yeah. Solidify the break. No, yeah. I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know if the uh, gratitude and attitude would help. I, I, I think, I, I think gratitude, gratitude will help. Yeah. I think gratitude and attitude, I think it's a funny name. Yes. But I don't think it's ultimately helpful. Mm, yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got for it. All right. I wish you would. Have I you wish tried you wearing best. funny socks? That's mm. I people suggest that to me. That's true. Yeah. That's oh, that's yeah. a that's a like bottom of the bag <laughs> suggestion, <laughs> right? It's pretty condescending. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty condescending. Have but you tried uh, funny funny socks? She was attractive, so I tried it. <laughs> yeah. That's that fair. <laughs> Wait, was was she Selling funny socks at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I bought yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah. Bought a lot. I bought stock yeah. in the company. Yeah, you bought sock stock. Went belly up. Yeah. Belly up. Did Just you actually? Did you actually try it? I, I mean, I've worn funny socks. <laughs> he puts his foot up on the table. It's a clown shoe. Well, I, I'll say it squeaks when he puts it up there. I, it's it's weird because like it's a meta thing at this point. When and you know I did a, a video for a little like a little live uh, video podcast they were doing through the Providence Improv Guild. Yeah, and I told the story about uh, it, it was a dunk contest. Was the theme of like send in your videos a dunk contest? And I said these are my socks that help me dunk on depression because I'm wearing funny socks. Dunk on. And oh, so when, yeah, I, when I when I wear those socks, I'm yeah. like these are my dunking on depression socks. And it's I'm aware of what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh you know it gives me another chance to break the fourth wall. I put up a fifth wall. I break that down. Mm-hmm. And I love it. But it, I you know it's it's more like I'm aware of how silly this is. Yeah, and that yeah. Is, it's a lighthearted look at things. That's yeah. all. It's it's I not it's healthy. not an attempt to like <laughs> like this will cure me. Hey, listen, yeah. we, we've all worn funny socks. Yes. Do we agree on that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Did you actually wear funny socks to battle your depression though? No, 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 no not no. once. No, no, no. Okay, all right. Well, no, I mean, it was maybe I should have. Yeah. Toe in socks. I didn't yes, know if that was sock. like a later thing where you're like, I'll give it a shot. This didn't work. Now I'm going to turn into a bit. No, you know what though? I think it could help, like for severe cases, because if you're <laughs> like if you're suicidal, if you're wearing silly socks, I think for me personally, it would stop me from doing it. Yeah, because I'd be like, well, I don't want to be found in these, right? You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> well, and a different thing. And if I have to come back as a ghost and as a yeah, ghost, yeah, you're wearing you're dressed, those socks. You're wearing, I'm wearing these uh, socks for eternity. Let's, let's, yeah. go, let's go to one more step then. Should you be wearing funny socks or <laughs> humiliating? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, why? And but my question is, why can't the humiliating socks be funny? <laughs> right? Yeah. How about wear Cosby socks? That's humiliating and yeah. not funny, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's just like, oh, I, 
that's embarrassing. That's like I hope people don't know I have these. Right. You right. know? The idea of consistently wearing humiliating yeah. socks I, I, as, a, as a deterrent. Not even humiliating, but just embarrassing. Like things that you wouldn't want people. Like wearing big high socks that say, I side with Chris D'Elia. Yeah. Right? Like that's a. Those were the funny socks I yeah. bought. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows Chris D'Elia's great jokes. Yeah. Oh, man. What's your favorite Chris D'Elia joke? Oh, okay. It's, it's one that he sent in a in an Instagram message to a friend of mine. She was. Oh, okay. It's very yeah. funny. I, I got to say, I don't feel bad shitting on Chris D'Elia because A, creep du jour, right? And B, he was a dick uh, when I worked with him. All right. This was pre everything coming out. Right. Uh, and so when it did happen, I went, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not surprised, you know. I, I get to say, I still wear the socks. Though. There's, yeah. there's meat on the bone for the idea of consistently wearing humiliating socks. Yeah. So you don't kill yourself. That's yeah. super funny. Yeah. That's a really good idea. It's darkly funny. <laughs> Wait a minute. You bought me six pairs of cereal socks that look like one's yeah. raisin brand. Those are kind of funny and humiliating. <laughs> They're not humiliating. Is that if a suicide? You, his deterrent? heart was in the right place. If, if you wore cornflake socks, you know, shifted off the mortal coil. Shuffled off. Shuffled. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you shuffle off a coil. You shiffle off a (laughs) coil. Is what you said, right? (laughs) It's like it's not humiliating to wear Fruit Loop socks. That's not so bad. But what if you're crazy, and you actually are Fruit Loop? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, Uh, How about? I think this is fun because we're we're in this place now. Mm-hmm. This show is so weird, yeah. right? This show is so fucking weird. I do think at this point, the best embarrassing socks would be fun bearable socks. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. I think that I I just think that uh, that's I love the humiliating socks all the time. So you're just like I can't kill myself yeah. today. That's hilarious. Not today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Why don't why don't you just take the socks off? <laughs> It'd be so funny. Don't give him an idea. It'd be so funny to be like to, them to look at it and go. And so he's just gonna yeah. not do it. Are you yeah. gonna be available tomorrow? I. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I will. I will socks. be free tomorrow. But we're he here. Puts, puts down his ceremonial sword. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He holds yeah. it. He goes, "Wait a minute!" And he yeah. looks at his, his, That's when he turns the car off in the garage. Uh, on that note, on that beautiful yes. snuff out, let's let's do the emails. Hey, other us, shut up for a minute because this is an ad break. It yeah, is. it is. Support for Fun Bearable is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Fun bear, all one word, at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, 7 million men equals about 14 million balls. And I have an update from the last time that you said that in an yes. ad break. Uh, it's two less now. Oh. Two less balls. So if you could put that in the spreadsheet, yeah. I would really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I will say about uh, about this uh, uh, wonderful sponsorship, I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Manscaped, for yes. sponsoring the podcast. And thank you for sending us... The performance package to try out and not just one to share 
Yes. They did send us each an individual right. one. Why are we sharing that one? We don't want wear and tear mm. on the other ones. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you go through the one. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of that we one. Don't, we, yeah, we don't understand. <laughs> yeah. uh, nose and ear hair trimmer, uh, beard trimmer, uh, below-the-waist groomer, some underpants that are surprisingly comfortable. I don't know why I'm surprised, but they're very comfortable. Yeah. Uh, and then a little spritz that's a ball toner and a little different spritz that's a ball deodorant. And, yeah. uh, and uh, I really do like the products. They are high quality. Uh, I know I joked about it in a previous ad that uh, I was in the market for a beard trimmer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I was very happy to receive mine, and I used it. I couldn't wait when you uh, texted me and said, yep. "Hey, the package is in." Uh, I was pumped, and I right. and I used it, and I'm really, really happy with it. And it is genuinely something I would purchase outside of having sure. a, a wonderful right. sponsorship. Yeah. And I'll be cheesy one more time and say, twenty percent off is is great. Usually, a, a, a sponsorship discount is going to be some bullshit, like ten percent. Not right. us. Not this, us. This is twenty percent and free shipping too, which is huge. Yeah, absolutely. Like a lot of times, if you order an item and you're like, okay, well, you get to the end and then it's like twelve ninety five for shipping, and you're like, this adds twenty percent to the cost. Yeah, yeah, and that's why you didn't trim your pubic hair for six years. Well, this is interesting because I've been coming up with these phrases. I didn't want to mm. get into this. We actually are starting an ad campaign based on the four I came up with already. Yeah. They've been sending me prototypes and I'm working with designers on uh, the new catchphrases that I come up with for Manscaped. And the I designers actually, are you working with you on the catchphrases? They're, they're, we're you're turning them into ads. We're having people act them out and have visuals and photo shoots and green screen. And um, nope. there's a new one that I came up I'm with. I'm not going to pursue it. That I that I would love to drop on you guys today. Please. Yeah, I think that's an, a- an accurate uh, description of what you're mm-hmm. going to do. Yeah. Okay, ready? Uh-huh. Now you don't have to explain your wild pubic mane. Manscaped. All right. I maybe back to the drawing board with those designers. Work on that one. They're a working bit on more. it. Yeah, just a little bit more. Just a little bit. Yeah. More. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. now you don't have to explain it. Right. Because yes. you can tame it. Maybe that's it. Yeah, that's closer. Um. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Fun bears, fun bears, go to manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the code funbear at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code funbear, all caps, all one word. Manscaped, I'm still, I'm still confused by Chuck's catchphrase. It's the right snipper so you don't get pubes caught in your zipper. Is this how it works? Yeah, you're doing it. You're doing it. This is killer. I'm doing it. They paid me seventeen thousand dollars per they phrase. All right, I got to come up with some phrases. We're not okay, supposed to let's lie. See. Let's was, see. It was in the thing. Don't lie. Um, all right. How about we just go back to the episode? Don't let your cock nope <laughs> look like it was electrically shocked. Oh, because of the hair. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like it was electrically shocked. <laughs> Thank you so much, Manscaped. We're going to go back to the episode now. Something about Albert Einstein. (laughs) Feeling fine. Don't look your little chubby bag. Look like a wild-haired hag. Hag. Ooh, yeah, the hag is good. Oh, ooh, ooh. um, uh, When you look in your dop... Kit. It's a dop kit, okay. right? Dop, that's a toiletry bag. When yeah. you look in your dop, to to stop looking like carrot top. <laughs> Is that a thing? Is that's that something? A, I mean, for the redheaded viewers. Um. So, uh, so what? 
Do you think people know who Beekman is from Beekman's world? <laughs> he had wild hair, right? Remember Medusa? Yeah. What, what about young Einstein? <laughs> no, no, we're back to Einstein again. Damn it. So basically, we have funbearablepod at gmail.com. We don't answer emails every week. We did one, two? We, I think we've done two. Yeah. We mail did sacks. two, two male, uh, male Saxon packages episode. Yeah. And we, uh, so we're going to answer some of the emails that we get at funbearablepod at gmail.com. Are you going to touch him? What's happening? <laughs> this is me pointing <laughs> at the phone. But you were like, you were like right at his head. I'm like, what's happening here? Like inching closer and closer. This, uh, this email is from our pal Trent. He wrote into funbearablepod at gmail.com. Hey, y'all. Loving the pod so far. Came over from the Chuck and Brad podcast and always enjoyed the mail sack readings. I never got a qu- I never got to ask a question to Ray before, but I thought this would be a good question specifically for him. Then I thought Brad and Chuck could chime in with their thoughts. Ray, what is a subject or topic that you just don't find funny regarding stand-up? Maybe it's something that a lot of people always try to riff on or just something that is tasteless or too easy as far as comedy goes. I would love to know your thoughts as someone who sees a lot of sets. Thanks, as always, for the free funny, Trent. Thank you, Trent. Uh, uh, sincerely, thank you. I'm yeah. glad you're enjoying the show. Uh, suicide, I think, is just a... <laughs> it just don't joke about it. You know what I mean? It's just too dark. No, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of weird about it. I... Um, when I started stand up, I felt like, you know, you could say anything, you yeah. know, there's a freedom of doing that and you got to push boundaries and blah, blah, yeah. blah. But as I started doing it more and I came to this place of trying to look at things positively in stand up, what I was going to say earlier, uh, was that I hit a point where I was like, I don't know, uh, what kind of comedian I want to be. Right. right. And, and I needed to take a turn. Uh, and it was either going to be go negative right and like point out the things that drive me crazy or what's wrong and all these things or be more positive and point out like silly stuff and absurdities and i saw myself going down that dark side go ahead real quick yeah just prop comic and you were going to be carrot bottom yes absolutely (laughs) yeah carrot bottom well and i did it too I did it because I, I, you know, he was, he's really muscular and in shape and I went the other way. Yep. I wanted to prove that I was the bottom. Like oh if you looked God. at the two of us, you know, who's who. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. And, uh, you know, or I could go this other route and I decided to go like the positive route because my thinking was, uh, if I do that as a comedian, I'm looking at material, I'm looking at life to find material. Yeah. And if I'm constantly looking at the negative, I'm going to be negative. Right. Right. But if I'm looking for the fun, whimsy shit, right. Right. I get to stay fun and whimsical. Even when I'm fucking upset or bummed out, this yeah. is an escape, not a pressure, pressure valve release, you know? Right. And uh, so I'm really happy with that. I think I'm definitely one of the comics that's like, I don't think this, this idea of we can say whatever we want is true. Right. I think you can say whatever you want. I don't think you should say whatever you want. Yeah. And I think there is a way to talk about every single topic in a thoughtful way. Right. Uh, I can't stand a joke done in its shallowest form. Yeah. I don't like it, especially when it's a serious topic. You know what I mean? The the hot button issues, the hot button things that that yeah. you know uh, people are in hot water for, or stuff like that. I think it's uh, 
I think it's a, a it's a waste of time to do a joke that is just surface level and has been done a million times. Yeah. Uh, that's pointless. Bringing up a topic that might be a hot button issue, but having a thoughtful uh, thing in it, right? All for it. All for it. Uh, I I just get, you know, there's there's so many uh, like early in their comedy time people mm. like doing an open mic somewhere and they've been doing comedy for like six months and they're saying horrific shit uh that isn't funny yeah and it's just bad you know what i mean it's yeah. just like oh congratulations you did a rape joke good for you yeah you know what i mean yeah there's no thoughtfulness in there and yet i've heard people talk about uh you know i guess they would have you would call it a rape joke but it's a bit and it's thoughtful and they're talking about nuances of it and there there's there's meaning behind yeah. the joke and all that stuff that has value good yeah. thank yeah. you yeah uh people that just do shit to say uh the n-word or say uh cunt on stage or yep. something like that it's like this is pointless mm-hmm. um so that's the long answer to say i don't think there's anything that's off limits right uh but the way you do it matters so so much right mm-hmm. um yeah i think that's that's where my answer would be it's it's tricky yeah i mean i think that that's uh <clears throat> it's funny because from the opposite standpoint of looking at what's good yeah it will always be the stuff that you're talking about that floats above yeah yeah even yeah, yeah. Even, even if uh you know if there is like people that have like basically stuff that's either shock Super simple, mm-hmm. like mathematical joke stuff that's just this, 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 and you know that that's all it is. It's to yeah. find this punchline. Even if people are like, oh, that's fine. I like that, whatever. The stuff that floats to the top, that will be the stuff of like, these are the specials of the year. These are the ones that got the most response. These are the ones, the people that are moving forward is going to be the thoughtful stuff. And yeah. the stuff that is really about a unique perspective. Well, and I think it's we're in a really weird time too because stand-up comedy now is looked at as like this uh very important thing and you know like like I I think back to the time of like uh you know comedians are the philosophers, modern day philosophers and they speak truth to power yeah. and stuff like that. I'm like maybe before, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh you know, maybe like or like when Carlin was doing stuff and, and and things like that, but it's not that way anymore. Uh, and it's become like a battleground for, uh, for like culture wars to yeah. happen. And it's like, this sucks because all of standup comedy, there's so many standup comics that are engaging in that culture war where I, my personal view is like, as a comedian, yeah. you should be outside of this going, this is fucking ridiculous, right. you know? And I, and I believe that firmly. And I think we're in a place where with social media and uh, online personalities, there was that movement a few years back of just like so many terrible people that said, awful offensive shit yes online yep on youtube channels and stuff like that and their immediate response was like it's a joke i'm a comedian yeah and they've never been on stage in their life but it's uh like oh man that uh that woman there's this blonde woman like when uh when donald glover's this is america video Mm. came out she made like basically the white version 
And she's like, I'm just, it's just a joke. I'm yeah. a comedian. And it's like, no, you're just a piece of shit. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of that mentality of things and saying it's a joke as a shield uh, to, to like stop any form of criticism of the thing. Yeah. Is garbage. And I think it devalues what stand up comedy is or comedian means or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. I Using think, that as a defense. I also think. I think that it's more fun when comedy is just for the sake of comedy. Mm -hmm. In terms of like what you're talking about, like the hot button issue stuff. Like I was recently watching an episode, a thing that was about The Simpsons, and it was about what is the best season of The Simpsons, which I guess is season four, is widely looked at as the best. And they actually have a formula breakdown of how many are about this character, how many about this yeah, character. Yeah. And I'm like, Simpsons is overall one of the best comedies of all time. Yes. Mm -hmm. At the time, you know, season four was at like the height where like people were like gathering to watch it. You know what I mean? It was before the yeah. rise of current media stuff. And I'm like, none of that stuff was like, let's tackle this. Let's tackle this. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, was yeah, just yeah. let's make a funny thing from our perspective. Right. Yeah. Not not about this, not about this, but it's like Homer is gonna be Mr. Plow. Mm. And I still think that that's where the most unique takes are going to come from, is saying, I'm this person, here's how I see the world, I want to focus on this thing. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to do with, this is, a, this, is a, this is a viewpoint on this important thing, it has to do with like, why do people care about this so much? Or something just like... It's just for fun. Yeah. It's, and I think a it, lot of it's comedy... It's absence of a take. There's it, no it, take right. on it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think yeah. that um, that type of comedy sure. has like faded yeah. because algorithm stuff, yeah. post stuff, people are like, well, if you talk about things that are in the news, if you talk about these yeah. things, then they're going to get more traction. They're going to get more engagement. And because more, more the culture war yeah. bullshit has entered into stand-up and it's become a talking point thing. Yes. And you have to take a stand. Yeah. Yes. And you're this kind yes. of comic. I, right. This is what I do. And if you don't like that, fuck off and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. And then the other side's like, no, you can't joke about any of these things. And I'm I'm just in the middle going like, what the... I think that guy's a fucking Nazi. And I think you don't know what comedy is. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. So where are we? Yeah, I you know. know. I, I want to hear Can jokes about jokes? hot dogs. That's what yeah. I want to hear. Give me another Mitch Hedberg joke, please. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? That's yeah. exactly what I mean. Right. And I, like that's part of the, the thing I had to like go through yes. in that time. And I used uh, Paul F. Tompkins as the example of like the positive side of things. Right. Yes. Where it's not silly, goofy bullshit with nothing behind it. They're great jokes about things that are relatable and whimsical and fun. Yes. And that's where I want to live. I want to be there. Yeah, you know, know what I mean? That's the fun. I know. Yeah. It yeah. sucks because I think a lot of the older stuff that people think of as like being part of stand-up comedy was peppered in and like the actual takes on things. Mm. And it was also presented as ideas. And 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 like, what about looking at things this way? With all the fun whimsy. But there is also like the idea of genres of stand-up. Sure. Pe right. That people do not understand. Yeah, I think so it's too. It's the people that go to a, like a comedy club. Yeah. And they're like, uh, you know, this isn't this isn't what I came here to see. Right. You know, yeah. something like that. And it's like, well, Google the person that yeah. you're going yeah, to see. Cares? Find yeah. out if that's what you like. I know. And they come and it's like, but who, what do you what were you expecting? Right. And they're like, Well, I like 
Jeff Dunham and Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, and it's yeah. like okay, but you came to see uh, Anthony Jeselnik. Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not getting that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, and and there is like genre stuff, and I think pre the culture war getting involved, right? Right. You could be like, oh, I, if I want to hear political takes, yeah, I'm gonna watch a Lewis Black special. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If I want silly fun. Uh, I'm going to see that Robin Williams HBO special or something like yeah. that where yeah. it's all silly stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, if I want, uh, you know, this thoughtful thing or whatever it is, yeah. there were all these different types of comedy. Sure, yeah. And people were fine with that. Now, though, it's just like you're either this or you're that. Yeah. And it's weird because I, fe- I personally, I feel the whole ism of stand up comedy is to remove that. To remove your either this or the, that. The boundaries, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We talked about this the other day because I was writing, I, I think it was because I texted you about the Birbiglia live show, and I was like, I think this is his funniest one, and he, Mike Birbiglia does like these one-man show kind of things where there's yeah. usually a dramatic element that is about life. Oh, remember or, when he was doing the masks? Yeah. <laughs> he had those, he had the drama and the comedy <laughs> masks. And he would, with a flourish, oh, yeah. put one on and unitard on. the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And his big point at the end, where he said the same exact thing wearing drama, and then said the same thing wearing the comedy. Yeah. And it's like, do you see? There's it's two sides of the same yeah. coin. And then he did this. Then he produced a coin yeah. from each <laughs> audience member's ear. Yeah, coin. one at a time. Coin. coin. No. And he, Coin, coin, <laughs> coin. He had the no. comedy mask on. He read the Emancipation Proclamation, and I was like, "Where is this going?" Yeah, yeah. Then he did uh, Chris Rock bit, but he was wearing the drama mask. Yeah, no. and he said the full. Yeah, no, word. the full bit, full bit. So no, but he did this thing that you know, it's it's coach. It's it's like a one man show type of thing, and there's a dramatic element at the end, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I know that some people in comedy like shit on that kind of stuff and yeah. shit on the idea of an elevated idea or, or like a, an alternate idea and i'm like but don't you think that's more fun that everyone's more spread out in terms of what they're doing like the more that everyone is doing the same thing yeah, yeah, yeah. the more that's going to feel redundant and boring yeah and the more that you get these people pulling in different directions well what that's better and yeah. my thing is too is like what he's doing is like what? Okay, I'll give it another shot, I guess. <laughs> Back up, do another take. Let's see. Let's see. But no, I think uh like what he's doing is is like the standard for like UK comedy, for right? Sure, yeah, Cuz yeah. they have more of a one man show kind of L- yeah, L- yeah. one women, or one woman, one woman show, one mm-hmm. two person. women shows. That's what Chuck says uh whenever he he's setting up a live uh, Chuck and Brad show. He's like, this is a one woman show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then he checks the audience. Yeah. And he's like, no, that no. And you always complain about how now, now you can't ask, right? Like, it's, <laughs> but no, I think there's a place for any anything really. Yeah. And I think like. Uh, a part of it too is understanding. Like, uh, I I, I kind of complained about more of the. Um, uh, pro, I hate like the idea of them saying it's freedom of speech. It's like that's yeah. not. We, we all have that. We're fine. It's called consequences, and other people having freedom of speech as well. Yeah. Uh, but I will say on the other side of the coin, the people that get upset at everything that is said, mm-hmm. um, I get frustrated when it's like that's a, but that's a character. Like yeah. they're doing a character, yeah, making a point. Yep. 
And the point they're making is the one that you espouse. It's the one you agree with. It's the one you like. People, people, yeah, it's, the, it's yeah. I, yeah. I've seen exact things like that where people are like, well, they used a word I don't like. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but they're making the point that you think is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's bizarre. It's a weird place. I think we're in a place now where like whatever you say, mm-hmm. regardless of anything, has to come down on a side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and if you don't outwardly choose that side, yeah. they'll pick it for you. you oh, know what I mean? for sure, yeah. And they'll interpret it however they want. This is the end of uh, uh, the movie Vengeance by B.J. Novak. This, that's like uh, the whole point that, of that ending. Yeah. I, I, just, I just think uh, we need more like dirty nursery rhymes. Mm, I yeah. feel like it's been a while since we've heard those. Yeah. yeah. And uh, now there's a void uh, in the comedy world where someone brave enough could step in and smash fruit with a giant <laughs> hammer. Yes, yes. There's a void. Someone yes. brave enough. But also funny. bringing the uh, political views that he had you know, to maybe, the stage as well. Maybe those behind for no, the no, I don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. He was, uh, he was yeah. a kook. I think, uh, I think I'm with you on that. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think we've I've, seen a prop... Uh, based comic really explode in since, a long time. Since Carrot Bottom, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think the idea of you coming out and you're 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 doing your your normal stuff, and like the last five minutes, you're like, all right, audience, and you set the stool down, and you set a watermelon down, and you get a giant mallet. Yeah. Headlines. That's true. It is. It Once. would be funny to do <laughs> yeah. something that is a misdirect with a mallet and a watermelon. That is funny. I think it would be set up for me uh, like a magic show. Yeah. And when I swing the mallet, suddenly it it hits, and then the mallet shatters. Oh, oh that's good. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I'm yeah. blinded. Yeah. I got jagged mallet parts in my eye. It's all you know, foam. You know what would be it's really cool? So if it's you and you're standing you know, to the side, yeah. and you lift up the mallet, and you swing it down to the watermelon, and some, I don't know how, don't ask me how, you are obliterated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. I mean, that's a, probably, probably, that's a, that's a Chuck CGI. Yeah, that's, it's going to yeah. have to be filmed. Yeah. We'll have, to, we'll have yeah. to film it. Yeah, it'll be in post. How about I walk up with the sledgehammer, there's the watermelon. Okay. I raise it up. Yep, I'm with you. Drop my pants, start fucking the watermelon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then, you lost me a little. And then I have the hammer for anybody that tries to stop me. Okay. Right? How about this? <laughs> but bet you have your political affiliation on no, the No, no, no. I'm hammer. doing it, but it's like a, <laughs> it's it's the stand-up version of a political cartoon oh, where okay. everything has to be labeled. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's me fucking the watermelon. <laughs> and and I and I'm going, the watermelon's the tax code. Yeah. Right? Like, that's what I'm doing. How about this? You lift up your mallet. Yeah. Right? The watermelon's on this stool. You lift up your mallet. And I then you hear from off screen, hey. And then I come out dressed as a watermelon. <laughs> and I say, get away from my wife. <laughs> that's pretty good. You think yeah. it's funny to smash watermelons. You've never lost family members. Yeah. Yeah, we, I say get away from my wife, and we go and see. Oh no, no, you start chasing me. We run around the stage, and yakety sax yes. starts playing. And then hold on, right, so we run right. Yeah. We, then Ray comes, then me, then like a huge Ray <laughs> <laughs> chasing me. I'm talking forty feet tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. And then the credits come up, and then the post credit. It's me. Hugging the mallet as my son, I guess. 
I just sure. want to be involved, guys. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just want yeah, to be involved. Yeah. And then, <laughs> what was the email? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's about what what kind of what stuff have you seen that's that's hacky and uh Yeah, I think a lot of it is just like empty meaning. And anything empty of meaning, uh, if they're trying to make a point, right, is annoying as shit. Right. I think for me personally, the thing that uh I have the least patience for in stand up. Yeah. Uh I guess that's more direct to the question. Yeah. Uh the thing I have the least patience for is someone doing like filthy or offensive shit just for the sake of it like yeah. a yeah, shock sure. comedy thing yeah. yeah and it's bad and yeah. it's not funny yeah because basically the biggest sin for me is like if it's not funny yeah yeah, yeah even yeah. if you're well-meaning what the fuck are you doing yeah. right but especially if you're somebody being like i'm gonna say this horrible fucking thing yeah. because <laughs> i can't yeah. And yeah. I'm going to say the horrible yeah. thing. And it's men, it's women, it's everybody that yeah. I've seen do this. Mm-hmm. And there are certain people that lean so far into it. And often, like, you, you just know it's like, okay, so you like this person, this person, and this person yeah. in comedy. But the difference is they're really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you're not. So you're just on stage saying horrible things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. And, 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 and yeah. So. That's that's the thing I, I like the least. For sure. I get yeah. you. I get you. Yeah. Uh, next oh, and women. I mean, yeah, what course. are we doing? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> next email is uh, from Juan. It's a subject line, Ecuadorian fan. Hey, fellas. We've got a fan in Ecuador. Big fan here from Ecuador, living in LA, though. So far, every episode has made me... <laughs> we mean you both did the same thing. Just took the wind right out of our stuff. Here we were like, wow, Ecuador, huh? That explains that one download. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm changing my facial hair. <laughs> Wait, why? I don't know. I thought it was going to be an Ecuadorian Remember what guy. I just said? <laughs> so far... All of a sudden, you pop up with what you think are Ecuadorian <laughs> oh stereotypes. You know what? Give me three things, <laughs> yeah. three Ecuadorian facts right now, Chuck. And if we could just zoom in on Chuck's yeah. face slowly so we can see the drop of sweat, the bead no, of I sweat. No, I got one. Three well, Ecuadorian three, stereotypes. Three, three, no, three facts about Ecuador. And one. three stereotypes. Loose dogs everywhere. Slutty, slutty dogs? Me like I know. Slutty dogs? Meh. What, what do you mean by loose? I mean, there's too many there's wild no dogs. They're wild just everywhere. Dog. Okay. That feels slightly racial. That's, I think it's real. Okay. Maybe racial, too. I don't know. Well, we've got our resident Ecuador. expert. Also, um, thriving tourist community. That might be accurate, <laughs> but I'm not sure. Because guess what? I don't know. And lots of kidnappings. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're, you just described Colombia, I believe. Oh, oh no, what's, let's what's, not go here. What's the capital of Ecuador, Chuck? Ecuador City. <laughs> Ecuadorio. I think there's a seafood restaurant in Bristol with the same name. Wow. A very similar name. Sip and dip. <laughs> seafood. Seafood. <laughs> That's the part I'm mad about. I mean, by. I guess you could, you know, an oyster and then like maybe clams, <laughs> clam strips, yeah. sip, yeah. dip. <laughs> Perfect. Dude, how about the dog thing? Accurate? I don't know. It's hard, 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 hard to tell compared to others. Anyway. What's yeah. the capital? <laughs> Golden Shepherd? Yes. Uh, Quito. Keto. Keto? Q- Q-U-I-T-O. I know, I know people on that diet. So far, every episode has made me cackle, and after years of being a comedy pod junkie, cackling felt impossible. 
Wow, that's a nice... Hey, you know what? Thank you very much, Juan. That's a lovely compliment. I've been a Bradhead, a Rayhead, and then, unfortunately, a Chuck, a Chuckhead, because those goddamn table reads are undeniably hilarious. P.S. Fun, fun, fun. This is too long already, so let me just say thank you for the joy and keep it up. Best, Juan. That's lovely. That's really, really really lovely. That was great. Now... Uh, and we're sorry what, about what we said about Ecuador. <laughs> I looked up dogs Ecuador. It says <laughs> it says there are a lot of dogs roaming Ecuador. Then yeah. the next question: Why are there so many stray dogs in Ecuador? <laughs> next one: Are there wild dogs all over Ecuador? What to do if you're attacked by wild dogs in Ecuador? But you're just reading your Google search history. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all the answers. There's not. Yeah, yeah. you're okay. Calm down. The, <laughs> Google just told me to calm I'm, down. I'm Pet Health Network, the overwhelming street dogs of Ecuador. Wow. So that, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we gotta hope for the Are kidnapping. Are they gangs? Yes. Are they gangs? Kidnapping. Uh, do the equi- dogs do the kidnapping? <laughs> just a dog comes out of nowhere and drags a kid off. Uh, this email subject line a little psychotic. It's from our friend Jack. At the I just one, pictured a tiny person who's insane. At the one hour, 11 minute, 55 second mark of the vulnerable episode, Chuck laughed in a way that made me think the Joker miraculously appeared in the studio. <laughs> if this podcast thing doesn't work out, Chuck could always replace Mark Hamill as the Joker. Oh, Cry, yeah. Crying laughing emoji, laughing emoji laughing emoji no sorry crying laughing emoji crying laughing emoji crying laughing emoji brad please read these emojis out loud <laughs> that's, that's great. fun i was just gonna say i remembered as you did yeah. that yeah me too that last time you did this and yep. it sounds like a court stenographer reading yeah. back the minutes i love it and then it was who needs uh joaquin phoenix when we have chuck staten which is a good point yeah mm. i appreciate that um all right this is a, a longer one. By the way, I've heard a lot of um, positive things about my laugh uh-huh. in the past couple of years, and I think I know why. It's because my laugh is so like grating and obnoxious that anyone else who might think their laugh is grating and obnoxious, they listen to mine and they go, no, I'm fine. <laughs> right? So I think it's infectious. <laughs> and in by which that, way? I mean it was caused by an infection. Yeah. By the Yeah. Like, you know, an Just STD. Just a doctor with a, flat, a little tiny uh, pen light looking in your throat going, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> your laugh is going to be fucked up. Yeah. No, I do think I'm the Rocky Dennis of people with slight face no, issues. people loved Rocky Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, also from Jack, also in reference to the vulnerable episode. All right, we'll, which, let a, which, we'll let another email in, but three's too much. Well, we'll just just to, to the people who haven't listened to that episode, we did like mm. a two and a half hour episode yeah. that was about me dealing with a lot of rejection at once and how I was kind of uh, hitting a, a, a low. Mm. And so we, it was kind of emotional. Yeah. Uh, and this is a, an emotional email. Uh, oh, no. So just be prepared. Chuck, I'm so sorry for how long this is. That's that's a thing that Chuck has never had to say. Oh, yeah. Brad got one. <laughs> I, I rarely do. Put put that one on the board. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> so ready, much. ready, ready. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I don't mean that as like you're not funny. No. You are very, very funny, and you have lots of jokes in every episode, and people are a fucking fan of that and you. Mm. Uh, it's just funny the idea of you getting one over on Chuck. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. Raise the raise the insult, King. 
I'm the jester, and Brad is the deuce of clubs. <laughs> I'm just confused why I get the crown on that. I don't know why. So many hits. You hit me every 10 seconds. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> Chuck, I'm, I'm so sorry for how long this is. I want you to know that you're not alone in feeling the way that you do. I feel that way almost every day of my life, and it feels nice to know that I'm not alone. So thank you for sharing and being vulnerable in this episode. I literally just had a similar thing happen with the girl I met on Bumble. Things were going great. We made plans for a date, and I didn't hear anything for two days. We tried again, and same thing. I then gave up, and she messaged me a month or so later, and I got my hopes up, and then it happened a third time. I've now blocked her number. And let me say, Jack, kudos to you for that, because I would still be like, well, maybe this is just part of our love story. Brad would say, how do you block a number that's tattooed on your bicep? Yes. Uh, I should have said screen, this. Screen, 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 screen. Yeah. yeah, forearm because I don't forearm, like. Yeah. I, I can only fit six digits yeah. on my bicep. <laughs> as long as they're ones, he's yes. fine. Uh, as for the feeling that everyone hates you, that's how I feel almost every day. I feel like I'm forcing myself into social situations with people, and that no one actually wants me there. I know that's not true, but it doesn't change how it feels in my head. Sure, yeah. And with people who were friends not reaching out, that's almost all of my friends. I don't hear from anyone from back home or Austin. I now live in Utah for work. I get that everyone has their own lives, but I always feel like I'm the one who reaches out first. Mm. That's a good thing, Jack. Uh, being the one who reaches out first. Anyway, sorry again for the ramble. I just wanted you to know that you're not alone and to thank you for letting me know that I'm not alone. Always happy to be fun bearable, Jack. P.S., if you ever decide to go the Mormon route and marry a bunch of women, like mm. Brad mentioned, I know some of the cool non-Mormon places to visit here in Utah. Uh, PSS, if you want to share this email on the pod, you can feel free to do so and to use my name, but that's not why I'm sending it. I just wanted to make sure you don't feel like you're alone in this. P, oh, it's pass, P-A-S-S. Brad and Ray, I'm glad Chuck has friends like you around to help him when he's feeling down. Woo! By kicking him. No, that's not true. I appreciate it, Jack. And I think that's why, like, even the beginning where I brought up the the what do I do about this depression thing. Yeah, yeah. That's why I bring it up is because I think that there are people that go through similar things. So I'm trying to, you know, tackle my issues, Mm -hmm. you know, in public. I appreciate it, buddy. All right. Um, Got one here from uh, our, our friends at Sequel Productions. Matt. Oh, Matt Bonta. Yeah. He's a longtime listener of the Chuck and Brad podcast. Came over to Fun Bearable. Hey, Chuck, Brad, and Ray. Been listening since day one, a holdover from the Chuck and Brad podcast. Hmm. I always enjoy the shout outs you gave me over there, so I thought it was about time to drop you guys a line over here. Just wanted to make sure you guys got your bearings together, and now that you've caught up and started answering emails, here I am. Quick update on my end of things. The movie is finished, as you guys mentioned on the very last episode of C&B. We're at the tail end of editing and just anticipating the premiere on the upcoming Friday the 13th here in Reno, which was last weekend. We missed. He, he's he's basically, he's making like a Friday the 13th like fan film. Oh, fun. Yeah. He's been working on it for a long time. Yeah. I doubt you guys will be around my part of the country, but I'll definitely submit to any and all festivals in your neck of the woods and hope for the best. I digress. The most recent episode of Fun Bearable, number 16, Vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to say. Was exactly what I loved about Chuck and Brad. Just friends sitting down and talking life. Probably my favorite episode so far. Thanks, guys, for the funny and for the real. A nice mix of that always leaves me wanting more by the end of the episode. I always look forward to your podcast. Life does get tough, and you guys help to distract for an hour or two. Or three. Or or four or nine. (laughs) Uh, I appreciate the work you guys put in. All three of you hang there. That's all we we really can do. Hmm. Take care, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Wow. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Matthew. It's also funny to think like 
I remember Ray and I were talking about the title of that episode the day before because mm-hmm. it was like we had another one. We had Von Bearable and another one that we were going back and forth on. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. And we were like, I remember we were like, well, Von Bearable written is not too difficult to read and understand. Yeah, yeah. It. And we're like, yeah, no one's going to have to say it out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Brad is like, Von Bearable. Yep. Um, I this, think it was Vulnerable Boys. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one's from Patrick. Uh, hey, Fun Bear Squad. Finished the new episode, Vulnerable, last night on my way home from work, and it was a roller coaster of emotions thrill ride. I laughed, cried, and laughed again. I could relate to growing old and growing apart from my friend groups and the alienation that comes along with it. Ray, your insights on life are incredible, and helping Chuck put things in perspective reminds me of the friendships I've lost along the way. Brad, your spreadsheets are hilarious and hope to hear you share some more of your personal life experiences with the other Fun Bears. Seems like you guys share a strong bond, and I'm sure it will benefit you. Or it may not, and I shouldn't tell a stranger to air his personal shit on a podcast. <laughs> Either way, I'm really enjoying the pod, and I'm planning to drive from New York for the live show. Haven't been to Rhode Island before, and may try to make a mini vacation out of it. Thank you guys for everything. I pity the ghoul. That's wow. Patrick. I love it. And he, I did, love he did come to the live show. He came out with us afterwards. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, Patrick. I appreciate it. And and you know and that, that feels nice to hear. Uh, and and I, you know, I think... It, uh, it's nice to hear that it's, uh, you know, quality insights. If only he would listen to me. About them. <laughs> I thought you said, write down all the bad things that upset you. Yeah. Read them out loud, repeatedly. loudly, <laughs> in public, <laughs> while cleaning a gun. Make your dad read them to you. <laughs> At gunpoint. Uh, this is from our buddy, Corey. Uh, subject line, open mics, galactic. Hey, boys, I could use some advice. I want to do a short stand-up set in our area. Would a spot like the Galactic in Warren, the Galactic Theater, uh, in Warren, where Chuck and I live, be a good start? I keep seeing posts about open mics and have a serious urge. Is it typical for someone in my shoes to show up the day of and expect time? What's the etiquette? How many Cumbies blowjobs does a guy got to give to get five minutes at the Galactic? (laughs) Um... Cumbies is short for Cumberland Farm. Yeah, it doesn't make it any Conven- better. A convenience that, that store is a, chain. Uh, yeah. That is a reference to a fun thing that he told us about. Yeah. it uh, Open mics, typically, you you show up and you sign up and you do your five minutes. Yeah, show up, uh, go up. And yeah. it's not necessarily at a place like the Galactic, but a lot of uh, par, pars and bubs. I think that they Bars do an open happen. mic at the Galactic, though, which they, is why they might. Yeah. yeah, and and so it's it's you know you can expect a couple minutes, like, you know, five ish. Yeah. Uh, but I have another friend who uh, said he wanted to try stand up, and I said, you know, there are different places that offer it. When you go up there, don't expect to change the world, and uh, you know, yeah. like go up and and be able to learn from your mistakes, record it, listen to it later. Yeah. Um, and oh. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I get questions about this a lot uh in fact last uh, this past weekend i was at uh, a don't tell comedy show in boston at johnny cupcakes Mm. an artist uh yeah yeah, great artist and uh uh so we did it at their store which was fun and the green room was the back room okay um so i have a lot of johnny cupcakes stuff (laughs) (laughs) and i'm not kidding I truly do, but it was because they were so awesome. Uh, yeah. The staff was there, and yeah. I was talking to the staff. The manager uh, was really nice, and it was truly just like I'd be like, "Oh, that's really cool," and he'd be like, "Yeah, go ahead, take it." I'm nice. Like, oh, oh, thank you, thank wow, you very much. Cool. Yeah. yeah, next week I'll bring my Johnny Cupcakes mug. <laughs> yeah, because I needed water. I was like, "Do you guys have bottled water?" And he's like, "No, no, but uh, take one of the mugs, and you can use the the water cooler." I'm like, yeah. "Okay." 
I have a mug now. You know, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, they're great. And uh, I was talking to one of the employees who wants to start doing stand up. And yep. so I was giving that same kind of advice to them. And I would say the biggest thing is when you go to an open mic, the first time you do it, just don't, like you said, you're not going to change the world. Don't think of it as like, I'm going to go up and kill and right. my HBO special will be coming. Right. right. That's like the shorthand of it. Yep. Uh, you need to go up just to go up. Yes. To have the experience because whatever you think it is off stage, it's very different when you're on stage. It's a different thing. Right. Yeah. So just do it to do it and get it out of your system. And then if you really like it, continue. Yeah. Like go back up again. And I the shorthand I always use is that like the first year at least and ideally throughout you're not you're not writing the material to figure out this is the material i do this is who i am this is great if you're doing it right a year later you're not doing those jokes anymore those are your brand new jokes and you go when you think of them right what you're doing is learning the tools Mm -hmm. does that make sense yes you are figuring out the tools of how to chip away at that marble to find a joke yeah and i think a good thing to remember this is from me and brad doing open mics is like it's not a show so you might go to open mics where it's a hundred percent comics yeah whose faces are down in their own notes thinking mm-hmm. about what they're going to do sure and you're not getting laughs and people aren't really even paying attention but the act of getting on stage taking the mic out of the thing being uh, dealing with the lack of attention, dealing yeah. with the lack yeah. is almost part of what's going to make you eventually, hopefully, bulletproof yeah. to that stuff. And I think that that's a big part of open mics as well, is almost just the physical act of dealing with that kind of uh, disinterest. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, there was a there was an open mic when I first moved here. There was an open mic in Attleboro. Yeah. North Attleboro, I think. Yeah. Uh, Massachusetts. And... Uh, it was a good spot. We were all like all the comics would go to this thing on yeah. the night that it was going on. I can't remember. Maybe Thursday night. Yeah. And uh, we would go to the show and we would work on our stuff and we would do our thing. And most of the time it was just comics. Yep. And the short like the the thing that we always uh, talked about, like the, the group of, you know, working comics that would go like myself, Derek Furtado, Brian Bowden, people like that, John Porch. Uh we'd go and I would always joke with them and be like, Oh yeah, if it kills here, I shouldn't do it on stage at a real show. You know what yeah. I mean? It's different. We're laughing for a different reason. Yeah. It's we, we call them when we, cause Brad and I have spent tons of years just writing together for yeah. film stuff, film projects. And we call them writers, writers room jokes. Yeah. And like, even when you and I were going over, like when we were trying to figure out the independent ending, when you had that dangling scene, that yeah, we know yeah. what to do with, yeah, there was a lot of writer's room joke stuff like that. And whenever people yeah, that write yeah. together do it, it's like, this will never work for the project we're doing. But in the context of Isn't being funny behind this? the yeah. scenes yeah. of the projects we're yeah. doing, that's where it works. Yeah. In stand-up, it's back of the room. Yeah. yeah. You're doing jokes for the back of the yeah. room, which is yeah. where all the comics are. Where the comics are, yeah. But uh, yeah, just, you got to just go up. And just I would say it. this for yeah. for Corey asking about you know the, the, um, the logistics of going to this particular mic. Right. You have to just go. Yeah. And also don't be don't be afraid to just go and not go up. Right. Like for the first time, yeah, go yeah. get a lay of the land. Go that night. Yeah. See what That's it's like. Idea. You know, is it a quality mic? Mm-hmm. And then you'll also see how people 
sign up and go up right. and then you'll know next time yeah. and yeah. you'll have a better idea of it yeah talk and if you get if you get a chance talk to whoever's running it or talk yep. to other comics let them know you're thinking about doing it yes they're going to let you know everywhere to go they're going to let you know yeah. who to talk to yeah um and if you think and it's a good litmus test too because if you think to yourself like oh i don't want to go and not go up and just watch then i don't think you have the I don't think you have enough uh, like willingness to throw time away that you need yeah, when yeah, you're a stand-up yeah, comic. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. but thank I, you, you know, Corey. Yeah, I think I think Chuck and I uh, when we were we, like we went to a small show and just watched, and yeah. then I think we went to an open mic in New Bedford, Mikey B's maybe. Yeah, yeah. And, and we just watched. Yeah. And then the next week we went. And you know, and did our fives, mm-hmm. uh, and that was, but that was in preparation because we knew Brian, and we had five minutes on a bringer show, uh, a, a show where you have to bring a certain number of audience members, yeah, uh, in order to be like let up on stage, and uh, and you know, we were booked on that because we had done a two person. I don't know the whole timeline, yeah. but basically, yeah, yeah. you know, like we went to open mics. We did open mics in, in Coventry to you know 17 other comedians who had all mostly done yeah. a different open mic that night and then come to this one and uh yeah it's it's uh it's uh, just just do it just go up yeah and try. yeah yeah i think that's, that's, that's a big one the, too. The, and the most big of this can also apply if you're thinking about getting into uh the the swinger scene the world of ceramics or like sexual oh. exploration group yep. sex right a lot of this applies you can go mm-hmm. to an orgy and just watch just get the lay of the land you see how it works part of it exactly uh and then you know the next time slip in you kind of understand what's going on do a tight five and get slip, out slither in yeah and or or hufflepuff <laughs> As soon as I right, we just yes ended like into a corner, and now now I think we're kissing. I don't know what's going on. All right, I've got, or we're just going. You're so funny. Uh, <laughs> we, 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 we've got time. To, we've got time for like two more emails, right? We got a couple more. Yeah. All right. I, I think mean, we, we get have, it, we, time for one really long email. Brad and I have to be somewhere that's ten minutes away in an hour and fifteen minutes. Are we saying it? We're gonna go Alcoholic see Joe Para. Oh, well, oh yeah. Going to see Joe Para. Yeah, We're gonna go see Joe Para at code. the Columbus Theater in Providence. Yeah, yeah. I like the Columbus. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, this one is also from Corey. Uh, it's Serious Ray slash Chuck Man. Are we fighting, man? Yep. Uh, I listened to Vulnerable in three parts and wrote in before getting to the mush. I can't be the only listener who treats these episodes like the Godfather saga. <laughs> <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah. We're. Yeah, it, it usually is like the first part was awesome. The second part, even better. The third part, I was like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Chuck, if you ever need to talk, here's my phone number. Uh, I'm usually up late so sorting Pokemon cards, doing eBay, or playing with my Ninja Turtles. Get yourself a mantra, dude. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm here to have a good time. Has been mine since they let me out of Arkham Asylum. <laughs> Learn to embrace those character defects and flaws. I so badly want to grab you by the throat muffin to tell you how money you are and hope you're feeling better, dude. Look at that. It's a swingers reference. Yeah. That's great. Damn. Um, No, throat muffin is not. I just have a, th- I have a, well, I was eating a muffin when he sent it. Oh, oh okay, that makes sense yeah. then. And you uh, do have, you sw- you swallow very slowly. Yes. Well, I, I, like I, a snake. I hold them in my cheeks like a squirrel. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, Brad, we got to say, can let's both look at the camera and say like, we're sad too, so we can get some sweet compliments. <laughs> well, here's, here's a compliment. 
Ray is so fucking good, though. God damn. Oh, thank did somebody you. seriously complain about him? He's super oh, wise. Back to the negative. <laughs> this conversation and the talk Brad and Ray had on religion early on were fucking stellar. Peace. Oh, thank sorry, you. Sorry. Uh, peace emoji and heart emoji, Corey. Thank you very much, Corey. That's that's lovely. That I nice. will say, I want to ask Ray about this. Early on, we were starting the podcast. We got yeah. a couple very gentle. I love you guys. I'm worried about the show because it's going to be going from Chuck and Brad to a yeah. three-man thing. I think we've gotten more. I was one of the people who was worried and the show is yeah. killer yeah. than we got of the original emails. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just noticed it. And, it, and one came in like as recently as yesterday. But I will say at that time, I did not have a time machine. <laughs> I only had some people being like, Mm. right and it's like okay <laughs> gonna have some fun today <laughs> what if what if a lady named sheila liked movies a lot <laughs> and they're like okay we like them yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh cool i won you over <laughs> i was dripping with like just anger yeah. Last week I said Ray, if we had a fun bearable clue, it would be Ray did it in the basement with a passive aggressive comment. Yeah. <laughs> this email is from Michael. Papa Fun Bears. No jokes here, just passing along a podcast I listened to recently that I found fairly insightful concerning... Don't plug other podcasts on here. ...emotional intelligence <laughs> and steps we can all take to process things in a more productive way. Oh, oh shit. This, this is, person has a time machine. This is like a vulnerable part two almost. Because well, all the emails are coming in around that time. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably when we did the last email episode. What if, yeah. what if there are emails later... With after that episode came out, and there's further episodes, and then a bunch of them are just like, Never mind, you're fucked up. <laughs> you're, too, you're too far gone. Uh, Chuck, after the last episode, vulnerable, mm. sounds like you may find value in it too. Worth a listen. Ray, you may take something away as you've always been open in sharing a bit about growing up without a father, etc. Brad, you are a steel trap, unwilling to let anyone in. <laughs> too hard a nut to crack as I see it. If your hardened exterior should soften and your defenses come down even slightly, maybe you too could benefit. In this podcast, the psychologist, Susan David, talks about her own grief and response after losing her father to cancer at 15. I noticed some parallels with my own experience. My mother was diagnosed with breast cancer when she was 33 and I was six and passed away at 37, two months to the day after my 10th birthday. Mm. That grief and my response to it have had a profound impact on my life. Yeah. I've listened to this episode a few times and may scoop her book on emotional agility, probably via Audible, so I don't have to read with my own eyes. Uh, and then it's a link to the podcast and slash yeah. book. Wow, Enjoy the holidays. Damn. Best yeah. wishes for 2023 or 2023, as a lot of people are saying it. Wow, and that's, that's great. from Michael. Michael, thank that, you Michael. very much. So uh, sincerely. And and uh, yeah, I'll absolutely. leave I'll leave that one starred so that we all have the yeah. link. Yeah, sure. I wish I could get my therapist to come on the podcast. That'd be so fun. For who? Jessica. For her? Well, I'm just saying that's her name. Oh, OK. That's uh, just a, like... I do think that's a that's a telling. I know statement. you guys would all gang up on me. That's the only problem. No, it's like, no, that is that is the most <laughs> narcissistic statement I have heard in a no, long it's time. That's it's, it's par you, for the course. I wish we could have my therapist on. Yep. Oh, I I'd think love to have it any... would be a lot of fun no. on this three person podcast to have my therapist come on and talk about my problems. No. And then the immediate response after is like, "You all would gang up." on on me <laughs> holy shit eh, let's see narcissism I would, oh believe you me if we could get a fresh therapist and she's like 
or he or whoever they. was like, I'm going to talk to everybody for yeah, like a yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. And then I'm going to come on. I mean, that would be amazing. I, that's dangerous. Too. <laughs> that's very dangerous. No, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. That's, that's after like the second week of meeting with that therapist and they come back and go, so I don't think I can be on the podcast later because my advice to two of you has been you need to stop doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying which two. I'm not saying which two. Maybe it's the two of You're you. Like, mm. Maybe it's us. Maybe it's us. Who's to know? Uh, this email is uh, subject line, Mr. Bean for Ray. Ray, I'm so happy Mr. Bean's Christmas special got some love. Oh. I just introduced it to my five and eight year old and they loved it. Also, a buddy of mine made a doc called I Am Santa Claus. Have any of you seen it? Yeah. Mike, the king of the cat skills. And, uh, and then, you know, we wrote back and said, is it the one with, is it the documentary with Mick Foley? Mick Foley, yeah. 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 I said, yes, it is. Bang, bang. Thank you, Mike, so much. Uh, and, uh, you know, quick apology for later saying Mr. <laughs> Bean died. <laughs> so, but yeah. No, that's, that is At a least that special. one didn't come true, though. That, yeah, yeah. But that is a wonderful special. Uh, the, the the not special. It's just an episode. It's just an episode. Yeah. of Mr. Bean. It's yeah. so good. So so good. It's so funny that his friend made uh, "I Am Santa Claus." Yeah, I'm listening to Mick Foley's new podcast, and he's talking all about that right now. I I, I grew up loving Mick Foley. He's one of my favorite performers. Yeah, this is from December 11th. Uh, subject line: Christmas episode. It's from Richard. Gentlemen, I sit here with nothing but time on my hands. Well, it sounds like he's writing he's from jail? prison. Yeah. yeah, I have had COVID for the last six days oh, and therefore have not jail. only not left the house, but have barely left the couch. He's in add health that, jail. Add that to the weird things COVID does to my sleep schedule and this 3 a.m. email is the end result. Yeah. I, like Brad, am from the Midwest. It was stated that thick water chicken is a Midwest thing and that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> the Midwest is disowning you. The Midwest is pulling away. Yes. No, we don't do that. We yeah. do weird shit, well, but we don't do that's that. That's the next line. Yes, we do weird shit in the Midwest. <laughs> yes, we do me weird shit in the Midwest, like pub-style pizza and put meat sauce on hot dogs and call them chili dogs. Skyline for life. Uh, to be fair, Rhode Island also, also yeah. has, oh, and it's a weird meat sauce. Yeah. It's weird oh are you kidding me it's the best it's weird it looks like it's leftover it looks like it's part of the leftovers of a process to make a food right like this is the it did, I, we, we'll talk off air i want to know where you've been this is the flotsam and jetsam you know what i mean <laughs> this is the cast off right uh but there so there what is a the please refer to the pizza again what is uh, it called pub, pub style pizza what's pub style that's what when makes you it could mean style? a lot of different things no i think it's when you i think it's like the kind that you got for me for thanksgiving last year with the the higher crust not not deep dish necessarily it's not deep dish it's almost like you can make it in a regular oven does that sound yeah. right it's well, you can make every pizza in an oven. I think that's what they're talking about. I don't know. I, what I think of is extremely thin crust. It's kind of small and circular, and it looks yeah. a little burnt huh. on the edges. I wonder what a pub style. That's my guess. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not an authority. Um, please send a what? What uh, name again? Sorry, Richard. 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 Please send us some photographs of a pub style pizza so we can in, understand yeah, in, in what it is. Yeah, in your estimation, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we usually eat flavor with our food and thick water chicken is not that. <laughs> I would love it if you guys did an episode a month or an episode every few months where you guys dragged Brad to try something new and we got the Planiac to review the new food. Yeah! Ooh, that would be a lot of fun. Of yeah. course, we will not get uh, any like 
I know. Uh, nobody's going to cooperate with us to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, one one person's not going to. It could be as simple as Brad's getting a kebab with everything on it. And then he's like, Ooh. oh, my God, the red sauce actually tastes like this and talks about it. You could call it yeah. Planiac Reviews. Uh, thanks, Richard. P.S. If you want to try some great Midwest Christmas foods, try and then a recipe for Hanky Panky or Big Boy Casserole, two separate recipes. Uh, or just used to call me that when I was going through puberty. <laughs> or Big just Boy t- Casserole. Or just take some slices of salami... <laughs> Slices of salami, put a smear of cream cheese in it, and roll it into a roll. (laughs) These are all Midwest Christmas foods, not thick water chicken. Still love you, Brad. Then, as an addendum, Ray is right. Ralphie wins that fight. Kevin hits him with one trap, and Ralphie loses it and beats (laughs) his ass. (laughs) Ralphie beats Kevin hands down. This is now the weirdest email I've sent at almost 4 a.m. Yeah, he's still in like a COVID fever, and he's thinking of cream cheese stuffed salami and two boys fighting. <laughs> I just looked it up. I put, what is pub-style pizza? It says, yeah. the defining characteristic of that pizza is extremely thin crust. Yeah. The crust is noticeably thinner than the standard New York-style pie, but slightly thicker than that of a Chicago-style thin crust pizza and not as crackly. The bar pie crust is unique in that it is crispy and chewy at the same time. Huh. Yeah, I, I I I know it sounds dumb. I read an article about different styles of pizza around the United States about yeah. New Haven style, New York style, Detroit style, St. Louis style, Cincinnati style. Yeah, and you know, a lot of a uh, lot of uh, differences. Well, yeah, so a lot of pizzas you know, to try on our, my our old podcast with Ray and Derek. Yep, one of the last episodes we did mm-hmm. was about hot dogs. Yeah. Uh, it was called. DTH down to hot dog. Yeah, of course. And uh, because I had just been to Chicago, Chuck once told a prostitute that I was down to hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. True. Oh, you were surfing at the time. Mm. Yeah. You you just wanted to stand on her shoulders. <laughs> I said to her, "What if I hid in the closet? <laughs> then once it gets started, <laughs> we, I jump out and we both hot dog the heck out of you." Remember he, that? Yeah, he, he he like did a Google chat with with So, but I had had. I had had Chicago hot dogs. Yeah. Chicago hot dogs. Chicago style hot dogs. Uh, And I love I love Chicago house dogs. Uh, Chicago dog is so good. No? There's too many things on it. There's too too many flavors. Too much going on. He doesn't like like vegetables. Yeah. But no, they're so good. And like, good luck getting a sport pepper over here, okay? You ain't going to find those sport peppers in England. What's a sport pepper? That's what that's on a Chicago dog. What yeah. is it though? I don't know. It's a pepper, and they call it a sport pepper. It's <laughs> neon right. green, uh, but they're delicious. Pe- pepperoncinis are close. They're not close. the same though, but, but they close. are close. They are close. Like if a pepperoncini had torrid affairs with okra, <laughs> yeah, it would be a sport pepper, I see. and that makes sense. I see. And I didn't say Oprah. I said oh, Oprah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, uh, I, I was doing shows at a uh, uh, club in uh, in Chicago, yeah. and right next door was a hot dog joint yeah. that was like a late night spot yeah. where it was like bulletproof glass that you order your dogs through. Perfect. Yes. It's called Snappy Dogs. Mm. And it got to a point where like after the last show, I knew I was going to the hotel uh, and I was flying back the next night. Yep. Like I ordered my snappy dogs ahead of time. Good. Uh, while I was waiting for an Uber to take me to the hotel. Yep. And I got in the, the Uber with three Chicago style hot dogs in a bag and immediately stunk the joint up. Right. Like it just reeked yep. in there. Yep. And I'm holding this bag like a horny man, just like, I can't wait to get you back to my hotel. <laughs> right? like, I was so excited, but they're so good. And we talked about different styles of hot dogs through the country. 
so now with pizza, I think, you know, uh, step one, get this podcast to absolutely explode. Mm-hmm. Take off in a way where we are financially secure enough to tell each other how we really feel. Oh, you know what I mean? That's not going to happen. Uh, and then we go on a tour mm-hmm. based solely on trying different uh, regional pizzas and hot dogs. All right, now I'm back on board. I would love to do that. Yeah. yeah. Wedges and dogs. A couple of years ago, I did a... I wrote an article for Motif Magazine in Providence about the best clam chowder and clam cakes in Rhode Island. And I ate like 30 at 30 different restaurants yeah. trying them all. It made me sick. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was rough. I ate at two of them and it made me sick. Yeah, that's a lot. It was, it was creamy, delicious. creamy, creamy. Was this the day after the poutine experience? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I would love to do that. So, uh, you know, if you're watching uh, slash listening and you have some sort of hookup to allow us to tour the country trying pizzas and hot dogs, let us know. Or mail us a hot dog. Yeah. Put it in a box <laughs> yeah. and mail us that dog. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck's home address. Um, this is from Stu. Uh, Stu the new Chuby. Yeah. Uh, Stu the fun bear from the start is how he described himself. Oh, because oh, he was because yeah. he came into the Chuck and Brad yeah. podcast. So he yeah. was Stu the new Chuby, which is what we yeah. called our listeners. Yeah, and he's the fun bear from the start. Fun bear from the yeah. start. His tattoo, he had to cross it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's so long now. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, you know what? Just put AKA. Yeah. AKA. <laughs> <laughs> As, uh, thoughts on the Christmas episode from Stu the fun bear from the start. Gentlemen, excellent episode as always. Sorry I can't be at the live show, but looking forward to future smiles. Castle cinema events. Mm. I was listening to the discussion about the PG and R versions of Jackass. Mm. Chuck's idea to make two versions of the next Jackass film, one PG-13, one R. For a Christmas one. uh, Of Jackass, and I think you all missed one analog. These days there is precedent for two versions of a movie playing at the same theater at the same time. Regular version and 3D, or to be more in line with this discussion, triple D. So maybe if you added special glasses to see the R-rated content, va va voom, you guys are awesome. I don't think anybody has ever seen a jackass stunt and gone va va voom, ooh la la. Look at that zitty ass. Ass. Ooh yeah. This va va voom. Come on, Vito, give him a little va va voom. Ooh la la. <laughs> we gotta do an all band podcast, all three of us. <laughs> Come on, Vito, put on this Vito. Come Give on, a little va va voom. Don Vito's gonna do a new la la. Ram's gonna run into the wa wa and do a little va va voom. Oh, that's fucking great. That's fucking great. Uh, this is from Logan, year end books read. With the year coming to an end, I'm looking at my year in books on Goodreads, and with 109 books, I think I might be approaching Brad's number this year. Actually, destroyed it, but that's fine. Wow. While we all know of Brad's Brad, reading proficiency... you're was, an idiot. <laughs> I was curious if Ray was much of a reader. I know Chuck likes Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, not necessarily to read about, just that he likes them. Anyways, I did have the thought that it would be fun to listen to Brad and Ray discuss something they both read, while Chuck derails the conversation because he feels left out for being too busy to read it. I fully understand that while this would be fun to listen to, it would be quite unbearable, fun bearable to actually record. But actually, I'm just going to leave it at that great fun bearable line. Ouch, I think I tweaked my shoulder, patting myself on the back. (laughs) Siri, send messages. I mean, okay, Google, send email. I'm sorry, Jeeves, please deliver the electronic mail. I like this guy. Yeah, me too. I will say, he's he's pretty much going to get his wish with the the fun bammies. Yeah, Yeah, because we we cover books and 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 reading. Yeah, You know, in short, to summarize it, uh, me read good. And, uh, you know, 
me like word put together. Yeah. Many long word put together. Long dexterity. word. Arbitrary. Arbitrary amounts of words. <laughs> my eye dexterity, my ocular dexterity is through the roof. <laughs> but no, I do love to read uh, yeah. and I do feel guilty because I don't get to read as much. And we talked about this in the yep. thing because of my uh, sleep habits. Yeah. yeah. I sleep um, in, the, in, in the woods. Somebody emailed us through Fun Bearable, uh, like uh, through the link tree. Yeah. If you go, if you yeah. go to funbearablepod.com, not only does it have our new episode and our, our all of our links for finding us on every podcast app, but at the bottom it has all of our social stuff, and you can actually just email us through funbearablepod.com. Uh, yep. This is from Oscar. Uh, he said, what up, guys? I just want to say you are my new favorite podcast. I genuinely laugh out loud. Hey, which, thank w- you. Which doesn't help when I'm in someone's yard cleaning. Just makes me look like a psychopath, but it's worth it. Keep killing it, guys. Yeah. I like that. I like Oscar. that. I love it, buddy. That's fun because you're probably creeping out the people that you're you're working, working for. for. Yeah, like for sure. As a, I'm assuming landscaping, gardening, something like that. Yeah. But I do like the idea of like, it, it reminds me of like a Ryan Johnson knives out moment. Yeah. Where like the rich people are looking out their window and they see the gardener just going... <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh no, he knows where the bodies I, are. I hope he has one skin bud, co- skin colored bud. <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and then like saying one word, you know how people laugh and they'll yeah. repeat a line or something. Yeah. But like the words are horrifying to hear on the other end. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> piss. <laughs> it's like, oh no. That's what I wish. Oh. That's hey, great. Did you do a background check on the landscaper? <laughs> Oscar. <laughs> Sport pepper. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know why he's laughing. Like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> it was a, an evil laugh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another, another email from Stu said, I found you a moped, and it was a link to a 1980 Suzuki, Suzuki FZ50. <laughs> If it's from 1980, I'm going to kill that moped. I love, I love them, too. Fun Bearable or Stu. Uh, oh, he loves mopeds, too? He loves mopeds, too. Just Damn. Like Ray, forbidden fruit. Well, make some more room for another tattoo, because we're starting a gang. But I did want to say, Brad was so excited for the moped episode, because Ray had texted us, and he thought it just said moped. And he's like, finally, <laughs> finally something I'm not me. A chance to be a star, baby. <laughs> Uh, potential material. This is also from Matt Bonta uh, from three days ago. So we're basically caught up. Oh, okay. nice. Great. Uh, although great. we did get a marketing email that I... They, Just now. Yeah. I yeah. Saw it. We, should pro- we should probably read all of it. Though. Manscaped oh, was like... Oh, Manscaped. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I interesting. Yeah. Maybe uh, we can get a sponsorship from Manscaped. Matt said... What's yours look like? My manscaping situation? Yeah. You know what's funny? Our it looks facial- like I got a guy like Oscar working on it. <laughs> 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 I, I know I referenced Gallagher earlier in this episode. <laughs> Your young, situation looks like young, a smashed watermelon. <laughs> young Gallagher. You know what? Carrot bottom for me. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Cosby. <laughs> Gray and tired. No. Uh, uh, but it is funny asking that question, and all three of us have facial hair. Yeah. Yeah. That's roughly similar, but different. Oh, yeah. for sure. And I think it's just like, you know, drapes, carpet. You know what I mean? Hmm. I get to I get look at a mirror. Linoleum. Um, oh, and also <laughs> that one really long one yeah. <laughs> that you just don't have the heart to cut. No. I just want to see how long it can get. Yeah. Uh, this is from Matt again. Yeah. Hey, guys. Still tuning in. Still loving it. Just wanted to pass along a TV show I'd like to recommend. I think you guys could really deep dive on this. 
Paul T. Goldman on Peacock. Yes. I stumbled upon this when I opened up Peacock looking to watch something else. I hovered too long on the icon and got the trailer. I said, what the hell, and started to watch. Fantastic. Crazy. Bizarre. I can't even begin to really express all the feelings I went through watching this. Looks to be about six episodes. Uh, as yeah. of this writing, five episodes are available. Hope you're able to check it out. Thanks, as always, Matt. Um, yep. and, and so, like, <sighs> independent of that email, Ray had texted both of us and was like, I'm watching this show. I can't explain. Like, very similarly phrased. To yeah. the point where, like, are both of you working as marketers together? Yeah, yeah. I, right, didn't, right. I didn't write that email. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, that show is so great. Yeah, Holy I, cow. I, I, it, it is uh, next on my list of shows. And it's so hard to describe what it is. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, like saying, so it's a documentary about the guy who wrote a book about the experience and now has written a screenplay about it. So we are learning the light true crime, nobody died, light true crime right. thing about what he went through that's salacious. Yeah. But we're also learning more about this guy right. and how... Much, uh, much ego drives that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the fact that he wrote the screenplay, and now they're shooting the movie of the screenplay. So yeah. we see, and he's playing himself in the Beautiful. in the movie. Yep. So we get uh, Jack Packard from Red Letter Media. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tweeted about it. That's how I found out about the show. Okay. I saw him tweet about. It. I'm like, that sounds great. And the way he broke it down, he's like, it's it's a third true crime documentary yeah a third uh uh behind the scenes of a film yeah documentary and a third a movie so bad it's good because that's what they're making okay like they are making a the the movie that's happening because it's the guy playing himself right yeah and you know he wrote these scenes yeah the dialogue is absurd Mm. the acting is terrible the man's facial expressions are are insane yeah right like his reaction of things of like what (laughs) are crazy so it's like it's like uh tommy wiseau Wiseau making the room yeah yeah and that's just one third of this fucking show yeah yeah so good all right i heard only good things yeah Yeah, so it's it's fantastic and what what a great way to end the mail sack with like a really good recommendation yeah the last episode comes out this week uh as we're recording right and I can't wait for it. And even if it's a thing of just like, oh, okay, that's the end. Like, there's yeah. no big reveal. Right. Yeah. It has still been so good. And I don't think you can recreate this because you okay. need that person. Yeah, right. Paul T. Goldman, a.k.a. Yeah. Paul T. Finkelman. I will likely start it this weekend. Nice. Yeah. Right. No, that was So a- possibly by the time this episode comes out, maybe I've already watched it, Matt. What do you think mm, about that? Mm. Yeah. How do you, what, what did you think of it? Uh, really? It was like American Animals, but amped up. Oh, that's what I said in the text. It sure is. <laughs> yeah. It sure is. Uh, no, I you, like when a documentary like pushes the form. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah. of the course. Form of it. Of yeah. course. It's great. Uh, but I think we did a good job with the mail sack. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad so many people are writing in, so people are yeah. enjoying it. Um, I notice, I mean, we get tons of comments on our YouTube and a lot of stuff on the clips we put up. If anyone ever wants to write in, funbearablepod at gmail.com or find the email link at uh, funbearablepod.com. And I don't feel free to write in. Yeah, I don't think I can overstate how genuinely appreciative all three of us are. Oh, for sure. To to hear from people and and know that what we're doing is enjoyed by people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people people get some value out of it. Yeah. Whether whether it's relating to stuff that's tough or laughing like a maniac as you trim hedges. Exactly. That's that's when I talked to Ray about starting the podcast. I said, 
If we can get the hedge trimmers going, <laughs> yeah. then we have got something. That's the market. <laughs> the market is the hedge trimmers. I like Okay? I, I, if no, they I, got a weed whacker, we want them listening. That's what we say. I'll say this. Oscar, like, in my mind, he's not hired. He's just... He just showed up. He yeah. just showed and up. that's why own. people are freaked out. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not that he's uh, laughing at Fun Bearable. Yeah. No, you, it's you, the, like, did you hire a landscaper? <laughs> yeah, it's I like, didn't hire anyone. You just hear the weed whack yeah. noise, and then somebody... Uh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <Sport> peppers. <laughs> Everyone in the town just knows him as the weed whacker. Yeah. You know, just... if you wear funny socks, you won't kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but they gotta be humiliating. They gotta be so humiliating. Do you Look have, at mine. Do you have funny jiggle, socks? Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> yeah. Do you have funny socks on right now? I, I killed John Bonet Ramsey. <laughs> Did you make those? Oh my god! <laughs> oh no, he he lifts up one sock, and, he, and they're like, "What's John B?" <laughs> and then he lifts up the other one and says, <laughs> it says bana- "Last thing, hear me out, okay? Please, and don't write off this idea. Fun bearable branded anti-suicide socks. <laughs> they're humiliating socks." So you can wear them so that you don't kill yourself that day. <sighs> so we can do an I Kill John Bonet Ramsey. We can do <laughs> Diarrhea I, Castle. I, I, well, no, I'm That's not support, embarrassing enough. That's not embarrassing enough. I'm in support of Crystal Lee. All these different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can yeah. make these socks. We Would could, you do it? We could. Uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, how about this? If you send in the, the request for those prints, yeah. sure. I think we should do a Fun Bearable t-shirt first. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, fine. We'll wear it. The T-shirt will say "Fun Bearable Killed John Bonnet Ramsey." <laughs> Listen, guys. She the, laughed so hard. Okay, good news. <laughs> bad news. The two designs got mixed up. <laughs> good news. They're selling like hotcakes. Yes. Good news. It still kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's still, <laughs> I mean, realistically, in spirit, in spirit. Um, I mean, you know the phrase "beating a dead horse." <laughs> This is beating a dead, dead child star. <laughs> now think, we're back to bad. We're back I to bad. I think the idea, like, if we were a huge podcast, yeah. we could make anti-suicide socks and they'd be hilarious. Sure, yeah. But we're small. and so I mean, I say this kind of thing all the time. I, I look at a tweet that I put out as a joke and I'm like, if I had, like, a million followers, this would be exploding. <laughs> <laughs> and you put away... <laughs> <laughs> Any day now. Dear Dr. Elon Musk, <laughs> please, please, please give me a blue check. <laughs> uh, All right, but yeah, I, we really do appreciate you, and we're yes. sorry about that jumping. <laughs> but you said it, and I'm like, I want to play here. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I'm okay playing elsewhere. <laughs> no, no, you got to stay, Brad. You got to stay. Oh, Brad, somewhere else. Oh, they do look like they're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come in and I'm going to go too hard with it. I'm going to kick the ball over the fence. And that's hey how guys, she died. look what I'm doing with her body. So, no, he marionetted her. So, if you want to write into the Where'd podcast. You get that? We were just making comments. Ticka tacka, ticka tacka, ticka tacka, tacka. The grave is over the public. Happy to hear from you, funbearablepod at gmail.com or through any of the socials or through the link at funbearablepod.com. Hold on, hold on. I know. Season desist from Jeff Dunham. 
a Jeff Dunn. Oh my god. Now I just want to see a list of all of the puppets that he turned down, right? Like, like, ooh, first idea. No, bad, bad, bad. All right, all right. The cast-offs of Jeff Dunham. Um, yes, with that that was a fun episode. We are the island of rejected puppets. Yeah. <laughs> It's good stuff. We started in uh, we started witches with dicks. Oh, we yeah, uh, we yeah. we then got to a very serious topic, yeah. and we're ending with this. Yeah, it's a roller coaster. Yeah, we're ending. And with I want to ride with yeah. Brad Roar. No, nope. digging up the corpse no, of John Benet no, Ramsey to turn into a puppet to have fun with. No, first of all, Bradley. Nobody knows where that corpse Aaron is. Aaron Roar. Secondly, don't uh, don't wait, give nobody up. knows where the corpse is. <laughs> she didn't disappear. I thought she disappeared. No, they've. Definitely found the mm. body. Are you sure? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't Maybe really know I'm thinking of a different murder. Oh, is it real? <laughs> all right, folks. <laughs> Thank you all I so much. It was like Batman or for something. Joining us. Oh God, I feel so guilty. <laughs> oh no, for, that's a real thing. For Ray Harrington <laughs> and Chuck Staten, I am Brad Roar, and we're so sorry for being. Fun I thought Jabonet was like a Kathy comic strip. <laughs> ah! <laughs> no, that's how it was. Yeah. And they were right. You'll never find a man because they didn't find the killer.